You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Giving a push to our marital status, a push to the level at which our marriages are operating. You know, it occurred to me when I got back home, I said, I don't think I titled that message, just in case someone was writing. The title I would love to give to it is How to Move Our Marriages from Good to Great. Hallelujah. Is that not a perfect title? That's a nice one now. And so when, when I thought of that title, I said, ah, this is a nice title. So marriages are going from good to great just as our lives are going from good to great. Hallelujah. Did somebody get something that they applied yesterday? Let me see your hand if you did. Something you were able to apply. You know, when pastor called and he was asking how service went and what I thought, and I started telling him, he now said, did the singles benefit from it? I said, I think they did. (laughs) Because it looked like we were just talking to couples. But I believe I established the fact that marriage is built on the right foundation. A lot of people are having divorce issues, quarreling, fightings in marriages because they did not have a proper foundation or the right understanding of marriage before they got married. And so I established that information before we start teaching so that every single person will understand the importance of marriage and understand how to have a successful marriage. If we were properly taught when we get in, the challenges that people that went before us face, we will not face those same challenges. So I believe that what we spoke about yesterday was not just for the married couples. It was also for singles to prepare themselves to have fantastic marriages so that challenges that others had, they will not have those kind of challenges. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, can we just look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 again? It's just a recap. I'm seeing faces that were not here yesterday. It's just a very brief recap, and we will get into what we have for today. All right? So let's look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. We read the NLT, but let's first take King James. It says, submitting yourselves... One to another in the fear of God, verse 22. Wives, this was a focus. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. What were the words we underlined? Number one was what? Submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Not another person's husband. And then we said, as unto the Lord. That was clear yesterday, right? Then the next verse, um, let's read on, verse 23. Verse 23, please. 
For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25. Now the next was this. It says, husbands do what? Love your wife. Not love the girls. Not love another woman. Love your own wives. And then we underline, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So we try to make sure that everybody left with three key points yesterday. Number one is that wives should submit unto their husbands as unto the Lord. Anything you are doing, there is an understanding, a revelation that you carry. It is as unto the Lord. It's not whether he deserves it or not. It's not whether he's qualified for it or not. It's not whether you feel like it or not. You see it as a responsibility God has given to you. It is unto the Lord. And we also saw that husbands ought to love their wives even as. So you are emulating Christ. You are learning to love from Christ. You're not learning love style from home video. You're not learning love from friends. You're not learning love from novels. You are learning the love pattern from Christ. So every time you study scriptures or you are taught the word and you see the way Christ is loving the church, it is for you to learn how to love your wife. Every time you see where it is shown to you that Christ forgave the church, your sins have been forgiven. Confess your faults and you shall be forgiven. That's the attitude of Christ to the church. In the same manner, we love our wives. You know, I've seen people that expect that once they do wrong and they pray, God should forgive them because God is love. But when the wife offends, they count it as one and count the next one as two. It's so difficult to forgive how much more to forget. But today, or rather yesterday, we were taught that the love is as Christ loved the church. So the same way he forgives the church, the same way he shields the church, the same way he builds the church, it's what he expects that every husband will do to his wife. So you ought to love your wives just as Christ is loving the church. I also try to um, give emphasis or place emphasis on the fact that Christ did not love a perfect church. He didn't love a clean and a wonderful church. So it's not the attitude of the wife that provokes the love. Love, it's a commitment you have made just as Christ has made a commitment to love the church. Many of us think that love is a feeling. You know, when people say they are in love, what they are saying is they are having butterflies in their stomach. They, they, they are feeling somehow, they are feeling funny, you know. They feel like bubbles are just running through them. Yes, you might have feelings. Yes, you will have feelings. But beyond the feeling, there is something called commitment. That's the agape love. We are not talking about philos. We are talking about the real love, not a counterfeit love. 
when a man says I'm in love is that he has decided to commit himself to that partner. So it's regardless of how you feel. Because if you have been married, okay, let me talk to singles now. Many are looking out for the feeling, but I must say this truth to you. Love is not just a feeling. Because when you get married, a time comes when you don't feel that way anymore. I'm telling you the truth. There are days you, that, you don't have that feeling, but you will still be married. The feeling is not what sustains the marriage. It's the commitment you have made. It's the decision you have made to stay there. To love this woman. To love this man. To support this man. To stand by her. To stand by him. That decision is what carries us through. It's the same way God is committed to the church. If God goes by feeling, I'm sure this world would have come to an end by now. Because we have had several times where we have offended God and done things that were not pleasing unto Him. But because He had made a decision to stand by the church, to love the church, rather than breaking the church or pulling down the church or destroying the church, He lifts the church up through love. And many of us come to that point where we begin to feel bad about what we are doing because of the magnitude of love showered on us. And you make the decision to just stand by him and be right with him. Love is what provokes you to do right. Love is what provokes you to just carry on. So when you are loved in that manner, your attitude changes, everything changes. So you must understand, it's not just about feelings. It's not just about what you are seeing. It's not just about what you are hearing. Such things will fade away with time. And what sustains you is that commitment you have made. That decision you have made to stay with that person. You know, I've seen people that were in love, maybe they were in love in school, you were not living together. You know, one very interesting thing about marriage is when you start living together, you start seeing what you didn't used to see when you were not living together. Hallelujah. You hear the man snoring in ways that you don't even like. You can't even, you know, you probably cannot stand the snoring. And maybe even the woman snoring too, and that is shocking. You know, so, but the snoring doesn't change the situation. The way she now looks early in the morning without makeup doesn't change the situation because you have made a commitment. You have decided in your heart, I'm going to love her. The way she behaves when she's pregnant is no more an issue. You have made up your mind, I will love her regardless of all this. So let's understand that even in this season of love, we must have a clear picture of what love is. It's not a feeling. If you are seated here and you've always thought love to be a feeling and you are waiting to feel something before you know whether you love the person or not, you are in error. Love is not just a feeling. The feelings might come, but beyond the feeling is that decision that comes to your heart, that decision that you make to stay committed to someone. You know, and most importantly, that decision comes as a reason or as a response to God's word or God's instruction to you. This evening, I want us to look at Proverbs chapter 18. We will kick up from there. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Proverbs 18, 22. 
when it comes to messages like this, I would like to share from my heart. So please, you permit me to just flow this evening. Amen. The scripture is a very common scripture, and I like to stay with those very simple scriptures. Because it's not just what you know, it's what you have understood from the scripture. It says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. When I was reading this scripture, I was asking myself, which one am I going to talk about? Because there is so much in this one verse. Let's start with the fact that it says, Whoso findeth a wife. A wife is found. Wives are found. Wives are found. That means a man will search. And that means the woman should be found. I know they talk about the 21st century where it doesn't matter who proposes. Now talking to the single ladies, in our day we hear a lot of stories of the woman chasing the man. And they say it really doesn't matter. Well, I'm not standing here to argue with whether it matters or not. I'm standing to teach what I've seen in scripture. In all my years of reading scripture, the woman is always found by the man. Hallelujah. Once upon a time, there was a young lady when we were in school. The Lord had spoken to her about the young man she will be getting married to. Literally showed her the guy. They were in the same fellowship. And he used to go and drop everyone. So one of those days while in the bus, the Lord has spoken to her, this was the man. But for many months, and probably running into years, he didn't say a word to her. And she was wondering, if this is the guy, what's he waiting for? But rather than, you know, take the step or start throwing herself at him or make situations complex, she stayed in the place of prayer, talking to God concerning revealing it to him. Every time she goes to God, it's like, Lord, in case you've not told him, please let him know. Because she was ready and he wasn't forthcoming. She didn't take the initiative and say, after all, God has shown me he's the one. And then she starts bugging him like many young ladies do today. Rather, she waited on the Lord. If it's God that has determined that this guy will be the man or has decided that he will be the one, God will make a way. Hallelujah. I will want every single lady to understand the principle of God making a way for you. If God has said you are going to get married to this man, it's important that you stay with him and constantly seek his face rather than throwing yourself in ways that will not look pleasing to others. The story might turn around even if it's God that has said. Others don't know what God told you. 
But they, they are busy judging your attitude. Busy judging the way you are going about the situation. And it might not look nice. But if you have been told by God, the best thing to do is to wait on God. That young lady kept on waiting and rather than misbehaving, she kept talking to God. Until the day the young man summoned the courage. We found out later that he had known but didn't have the courage to tell her. He didn't know how to start the discussion. He didn't know where to go. He didn't know what to do. And the funny thing was, she's always the last person to get off the bus. So he just sits quietly there, drives her to her destination, and she comes down. Every day she's like, is it today? He will say it. But it never came until one fateful day. As he opened his mouth to say what he thinks he's feeling, she just said, I knew since. What have you been waiting for? There was no need saying, let me think about it. She has been thinking since and waiting. So, but bottom line is, it's been recorded that he made the move. Hallelujah. I know we are in an age where they say it really doesn't matter who makes the move. But when we look at culture, because no matter what happens, where we come from and the things people believe and the way we go about our life still counts. It will help to allow the man find. I'm talking to singles now. Those that are already married, this doesn't concern you. But as a single lady, be in faith that you will be found. Hallelujah. Be in faith that a man will find you. So scripture says, he that find it. And then the young men will be in faith to find a wife. The next thing there is, he that find it, a wife. I've seen many young men finding girls. Finding a girl is different from finding a wife. Not every girl is a wife. There are girls that are wife materials and there are girls that are just girls. There are girls that are not interested in being wives. So you see where young men find a girl and force her to be a wife. And then along the way, crisis begins. Because she's not ready to be a wife. Her mind is made up. She wants to stay a girl. She wants to just be a chick. I spoke to a lady once, okay, years ago I had this, my brother's friend actually. She had come to the house and I was like, wow, how are you doing? Have you finished from school? She said, I beg go. That was the first time I was seeing someone not interested in graduating from university. She was like, ah, I beg, I beg go. I said, what? She said, I beg, I beg. She wants to be answering uni babe for a long time. I was shocked, brethren, seriously speaking. She wanted to remain a uni babe. That identity. Uni babe. And I'm like, for how long will you be a uni babe? But at that point, trying to make that young lady a wife will be chaos. Will be disaster. Because she has no interest whatsoever in being a wife. 
So we must understand that what we are looking for is not a girl. When you have the understanding, what you are going to be searching for will be different. Amen. He said, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing. People have come to me and say, Pastor, but the Bible says, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing. Since after I got married, one problem to the other, from one pro- I, you didn't find a wife, you found a girl. You didn't find a woman that was ready to be a wife, that had values for relationship or family, that had values for life. She's still in the business of showcasing herself everywhere. She's still interested in being, you know, envied or admired by everyone that passes by. A wife graduates from that place and begins to look at responsibilities. She begins to look at building the future. You can go to Proverbs 31 and see the qualities of a wife. Not every woman is a homemaker. There are those that are actually destroyers and homebreakers. When you see such traits, you know that this one is not a wife to be. We're not saying that they will never become wives, but you will allow them to grow into becoming wives. Hallelujah. So as you search, young men, don't search for the pretty face. Don't search for the fine legs. You know, I had this brother. When he started dating that friend of his, we asked him what the catch was. Everybody was like, which one you did? From Hawa, nice Constance. We thought he was going, no, not this Hawa, Hawa, hallelujah. This Hawa is a beautiful Hawa. Now, I'm, I'm talking, that, that was the young girl's name. And because of Hawa, he, he started carrying um, that thing they pray with. A Christian, he, he, he started forming Muslim and was answering Musa for Hawa. You know, and every day I said, what's wrong with you? What are you up to? And he was trying to, you know, change to suit Hawa. Well, after a while, Hawa left him and got married because he was not ready. Hawas don't wait for long, not this Hawa. The Muslim Hawas. So, after that came along Constance. And she was totally different. So we were now confused about what he was looking for. I said, what, 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 what are you up to? You, you know, he just went, I, can't you people see? We said, what? Can't you see her legs? Can't you see legs? The shocker for everyone was like, that's, you left face and leg was now your priority. Leg that wears trousers and long skirts. Leg? And when I saw the leg, I wondered at the leg, really. Because it was a K-leg. And I really wondered at what was it about his leg. But well, that's what he was looking out for. Now, I felt for him. Because such things, I, they, are, they are things that will fade away. I can tell you stories upon stories of people that have taken their eyes off the right things and have placed focus on the wrong things all in search of a wife. Now that leg can have an accident and the wife is gone because your focus was the leg. If your focus was the face, 
one very bad pimple can grow on that face and the face is gone. Or imagine chicken pox in this era. And leave scars on the face and the face is gone. And then you start looking for another. That's why scripture talks about the beauty that is within. Hallelujah. That beauty that cannot be, it cannot fade away. We're not saying that you can, you should get married to someone you are not attracted to. No, but that's not primary. That's secondary. A wife is not the one that is the prettiest in town. Because after her, other pretty ladies will come on the block. They say the beautiful ones are not yet born. You know, even after they gave birth to me, they were still saying that. And I'm wondering who else is coming after me. Hallelujah. Jemima came and were like, Mommy, every time they say, you're finer than your brother, you're finer than your brothers. I don't know. And I looked at her. I said, they have to leave beauty for you that is small. Don't be worried. What are you feeling like now? She said, nothing, no, I don't know. I said, imagine you were walking with them and they were telling you, your brothers are finer than you. Will you be happy? We that are older should leave beauty for the younger ones. So I'm saying that more beautiful people will be born even after you have gone. So if a young man says his target, his focus is a fine face, that means he will never settle down. Because just after you have decided on the girl, another final one will pass by you. And your confusion will never come to an end. So the pretty face is not the focus. What then is the focus? What then should we look out for when we are looking for the wife? We are still on the verse that says, He that findeth a wife. The first and most important thing is the leading of the Spirit in finding a wife. There is a woman for every man. Hallelujah. God has a lady for every man. Now, you don't know who she is, but the Creator knows who she is. The earlier you ask and discover from Him, the better for you. The confusion will cease when you are directed by God. So you are not just finding, you know, when they say He that find it, it's not that you are sampling all the girls in Renaissance Assembly. Some people will say, after all, Scripture says He that find it. So they try Nkechi, Nkechi, no, 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 Nkechi is not working. Next month they say it's Adama, Adama is not working. The next month they say it's Obine. They just keep trying and sampling different girls because the scripture says he that find it. That's not how we search. We don't sample all the ladies trying to find which one is right. If you go through that process, you will end with the wrong one. Because the girls can also pretend. You too can be confused. Your judgment can be clouded. So in finding, you find with the compass of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You find with the leading of the Holy Ghost. Every young man, you must understand the place of the voice of God in helping you search for the right woman. I tell people a lot of times, no one knows the future. No one knows. I have this story of a doctor, you know, that was trying to get married to a young girl, a Christian sister. 
He tried and tried and tried, but she, she felt he was not the person. And she ended up not marrying him. And rather married someone else, another believer. And so he was busy talking about it. Like, is it because I'm not in your church? Is it because I'm not this? She was explaining, no, it has nothing to do with that. I didn't have the leading in my heart. You know what happened? He finally got married. Yes, they always will. Everybody will finally get somebody. But the first year, um, as the lady took in, she conceived but died at um, childbirth. So people started telling her, ah, that your doctor friend, child, his wife died. His wife died. You know what one person teased her? Maybe now you for die that, you know. And that was when it dawned on her. It might be the destiny of that young man that his wife will die at childbirth. If she had hooked herself to him, that would have been her fate. Sometimes you don't know the destiny of the people. There's another doctor I knew. He got married to the first girl and she died. People could not explain how she died. After years passed by, he got married to the second one. This one I was aware of when he got married to her. On Saturday, they finished their wedding. Everything was fine. Sunday morning, they left the, their room to go to church for Thanksgiving. And she was in the car. He forgot something in the room and came down and went upstairs to pick what he forgot. While he was on his way going upstairs, the water tank fell and crushed her in the car. On the next day, that's wedding was Saturday. This was Sunday morning. And people started asking questions. It was funny. It was, it was, it was unexplainable. But you know, these are things only God can lead you away from. How would she have known that being married to this man, she will die the next day? How would she have known? That's why when we say, search with the compass of the spirit, it's because you don't know the destiny of everyone. You don't know what they carry. You don't know where they are coming from. You don't know what they are associated with. But our Heavenly Father knows. He knows the destiny of everyone. He knows the one you should be associated with and the one you shouldn't be. That man was a promising young man. He was a doctor. At that time, he was a, he was a registrar thing. Doing well. So physical assessment, he was the ideal young man. But spiritual assessment, something was wrong with his destiny. Which only God would have revealed to that young lady. Funny enough, he stayed alive. And all the ladies joined to him were dying. It's important that we search, that we understand that the leading of the Spirit for you is primary. It's not about the looks or the pockets. Those things matter. Don't get me wrong. They help. They complement. But the primary thing to focus on as you search for a wife is the voice of God. I always say another thing. I don't know the temperaments. I don't know what the husband carries. Neither does the husband know what the wife will carry. 
But one thing I've come to understand is that God will fashion you in a way that you can bear the burden. You will find out that the thing you can tolerate from your husband, another woman cannot tolerate it. That's because he was made to be your own. You are complimenting him. What another woman is tolerating from her husband, you will hear it and say, what nonsense, I cannot take it. You cannot take it because you are not his wife. You are not meant to be his wife. Therefore, you will not be able to take it. But the one that was made for him will effortlessly take it. And others will not understand how she's taking it. Amen. There is a woman for every man. There is a man for every woman. I had a grandmother, a a step-grandma. She was one of the loveliest old women I've ever known. Little things please her. Little. That's one old lady I saw that was not grumpy. Most old people are grumpy. Always complaining of something. That's one old lady I saw, I met in my lifetime, that never complained. Rather made excuses for everybody. It was, my, my dad was her stepson. And there are times I would see him treat her bad. Like, shout at her and we are like, he would be saying, leave him, leave him. And we were wondering, what's wrong with this old woman? Unlike how others will curse and, you know, fight back. She was never like that. So this, my mama, when she comes to see us, you give her, you just, she likes beans. <laughs> What's, what a thing to really like, you know, but she really likes beans. So you just tell her, mama, there's beans. She say, beans? You say, yes, there's beans. She starts dancing. And you will dish a plate of beans for her and she's dancing for you. She will eat the beans and start blessing you. I will never forget the day she walked in and she needed vesseling. And she was like, I should please give her small vessel and let her go and use. I said, Ma, carry the vessel container. What's vessel? Take, take. She said she should take. I should take. I said, Mama, carry vessel. She started dancing. Then she started blessing. You know what she says when she's blessing? You will marry your own husband. You know, my sisters and I will start laughing. No, we didn't understand that blessing. Every time she starts, we say, Mama has come again. No. Before we will marry another person's husband. You know, but we didn't really understand the power of those words. She will keep saying it. You will marry your own. You will not marry another person's own. You will marry your own husband. Hey, and she will dance and dance. She say, in Jesus' name, you will marry your own. It was later in life I understood that there are women that marry other men's, uh, other women's husbands. The one that was not meant for them. And that's why they never become compatible. They are never able to sort themselves out. Because you were not meant for each other. It's a blessing to marry your own. There is peace in marrying your own. Peace that people can't understand. It looks like it won't work. Every day it's looking like it won't work, it won't work but it's still working. People are wondering how it's working. But it's working because you are in your own. Hallelujah. I pray that you will marry your own husbands. Amen. Every young lady in Renaissance Assembly, you will marry your own husbands in Jesus' name. Stop looking at other people's husbands. 
God has yours. Let your desire be, Lord, give me mine. You'll be surprised. They say one man's meat is another man's poison. When it's your own, he's satisfied with what you are doing. Everybody say your food is not sweet. When your own arrives, you'll be turning and saying, mm, for food that is not tasty. But because it's you that is cooking it, it's automatically very tasty. That's because he's your own. Nobody understands. Everybody says, ah, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? You will not be surprised. When your own shows up, he's the one telling you, you don't need to do this. I can do it. That's what I love to do. And he will go ahead doing it. Hallelujah. I know they make some promises they don't keep, but don't worry. You know, I've just said you my own now. Thank God pastor is not around. Well, I, I say it even when he's around. Those years of courtship. He'll say, because I was trying to find out who he really was to know if we could tag along. So one day I said, I don't like ironing. I don't like to iron at all. He said, ha, me, I like to iron. I love ironing. Hmm, I love ironing. I iron my parents, my father's clothes. I, I love to iron. I said, so that means you do the ironing. He said, that's not a problem. I love ironing. And I rejoiced exceedingly in my heart. Because ironing was not my thing. I don't mind the washing. But I don't want the ironing. You know the story. He did not do the ironing. When the time came for ironing, I would literally start begging. Go and iron. Don't worry, I'll do it later. I'll do it, I'll do it. So one day I said, but you promised me you'll be doing this ironing. He said, I said, yes. He said, look for somebody, I'll pay, I'll pay. (laughs) He said, that means I'm still doing the ironing. It's my money, I'm the one paying. So I'm doing the ironing. So don't worry, find somebody I'll pay. And that's his concept of doing the ironing. So that's how come somebody is doing the ironing for me now he's paying. So they might make some promises that are like ironing. Uh, Don't worry. That one doesn't hurt anybody. Amen. We're talking about delicate matters. Things that, you know, (laughs) are very delicate. So it's important that you find your own. You find the right person. And in all these long stories that have been told, what you must hold on to is that we find with the compass of the Holy Spirit. That leading is primary. And I've given you reasons why. I'm not here to argue with what many ministers are saying out there. That's not my problem. I tell people, if you want to listen to them, but if you're a renaissance, please follow what you are being taught. They tell you, you go to um, marriage um, conferences and different places, and they're saying different things and many different things everywhere. Stay with your family. Stay with what you are being taught. This is our guiding principle. 
They tell you don't bother, don't bother. As long as you're compatible, as long as you are physically attracted to the person, as long as... See, listen, before all those things come in, there should be the leading of the Spirit. Physical compatibility will not tell you the destiny of the person. The beauty will not tell you... You say, oh, you have to wake up every morning to a face that you love looking at. I agree. But that fine face can be a witch. Yes, now... Have you not heard of the woman that burnt her husband? What was her complaint? He prays too much. That was her own issue. Was it not a fine face? Fine face. A, a, a minister that every time he's praying, every time he's praying, one day she poured crazy on him and, and lit him. That he prays too much. So you must understand that only God can reveal to you the destiny of the people. Let's move on. He says, whosoever, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. Finding a wife is a good thing. You already know that. But I want to say something else. Many young men don't understand the favor that comes with finding a wife. He said it's a good thing and he obtained favor of the Lord. The years that you waste... Running around and playing around, you actually delay destiny. There are things that work faster when you settle down. There are things that you assess when you settle down. When you have found the right person and you decide to take that step, there are favors that you attract. Because it's in line with scripture. He says you obtain favor from the Lord. A couple was quarreling and the young man was angry with his wife. She said, is it not because of me that your life has become better? He said, look at this woman. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? He said, yes, you were suffering until you found me. You were suffering. It was when we got married, doors began to open for you. That you received the car, you received the job. Everything started happening. You will see, you will go back to suffering. Well... It's true that when he married her, things began to happen. But that didn't warrant her to talk in that manner. Hallelujah. What she was trying to establish was getting married, open doors. Getting married to the right person. Because getting married to the wrong person can close doors. You know how Jonah's door closed? Amen. I didn't say much. Hallelujah. His problem was not his person. His problem was the wife, as everyone said. So, even doors can shut based on who you marry. So, but following the way we have talked about finding the wife, if she's the right one, favors come. Um, Renaissance Assembly Brothers, let me just say something to you. Take the bold step and desire to be married. Spending years jumping around from one sister to the other, you're actually wasting destiny. When you start early, you accomplish more in life. I'm not saying marry as a small boy. What we're saying is, let there be a desire in your heart to find the right woman and settle down early. 
You know, marriage makes a man responsible. How many of you know that? It does. Men can be earning money and not knowing how they are spending. They don't even know what they are doing with it. But you can't be married and not know what you are doing with your money. You will know. If you don't want to know, your wife will help you to know. By the time she reminds you of the things that need to be done, you will know what you are doing with that money. So automatically you start planning. You reduce spending. A young man in this church was about to get married years ago. And I asked him, I said, ah, he told me about the lady and other. I said, wow, why did you decide for that girl? He said, pastor, sincerely, since I met this girl, my life has become organized. He said, pastor, the house I've just finished building, she's the reason I built the house. I was just listening to him. He said to me, he said, pastor, I've seen other girls who, what they are interested in is collecting the money. But pastor, this one, is not interested in collecting my money. I'll be giving her money. She'll say, keep it. Let's build, buy land. Let's build a house. They were not married at that point. He said to me, Pastor, I said, let's move to a bed. I wanted to move. She did not allow me move. She said, what's the use moving? You just waste money. Go and buy land and start developing the land. He said, even it was to his own amazement that he built a house. It was not in his agenda for that year. Say, so what will make him not marry this kind of girl? Men know what they are looking for. Hallelujah. They will carry you to Mr. Biggs, to Kilimanjaro, to Chicken Republic, but they are counting for you. So you must be Proverbs 31 woman. You will be the wife. That's what we are saying. Don't be a waster. Don't be the girlfriend, be the wife. Have you heard when men say, this one is girlfriend, this one is wife? <laughs> I have brothers. So once, my brother was doing some funny things. And he called me one day. And said, I want you to see what we are doing. I said, for what? He said, so you will know how men behave. You know what he does? When Auntie A is coming. There's this gold frame in his room. He pulls the picture from the back and puts it in front. And the eight thinks she's the love of his life. As you are going, B is coming. He changes the one from the front and puts the next. I'm not teaching you bad things. You already know the bad things. I'm only showing the girls what they do. So you come to the house and your picture is everywhere and you're like... <laughs> You really don't know that they dug it from inside and put it in front because you are on your way coming. And I was like, why will you be doing such things? He said, you really need to know and understand how men behave. Well, he's an unsaved man, so you should not do what he's doing. He's not saved, but you are saved. Don't go about sowing wrong seeds because you will reap the seeds you are sowing. Hallelujah. A crafty man, you will meet a crafty woman. Konima and Jam Konima. <laughs> Two of them go die together. So you, you really have to be careful as a child of God, sowing wrong seeds. Because you will just meet the lady that you think is perfect. You don't know she's also playing her own game. And she ends up being the one you are dying for. <laughs> 
you are done, that's, you are finished. She'll just dry you. Have you seen women too that are heartless? And they are not considerate at all. So when you sow wrong seeds as a child of God, you meet such people. Amen. So, I want us to have a clear picture. Please forgive me, those of you that are married. We spent time talking about your case yesterday. And I wanted to give a little attention to singles today. As you search, search with the leading of the Spirit. As you search, search for a wife, not a girl. And have in mind that settling on time is God's will and will help you obtain favors. Hallelujah. I want to say one last thing along these lines before I move on to the next thing I want to say. I found out that men don't really know. Well, men and women, young boys and young girls on both sides, don't really know what to look out for when they are looking for a spouse. I remember years ago, in a pastor mentioned something that was very important. He said, while you are searching, or for the ladies, while you are making your decision to settle down, there are things you must consider. The first is the relationship that individual has with God. The relationship. Don't allow yourself to be deceived. If you are a fake Christian, that's why you will even know who another fake Christian is. It has happened to people here. I was asking the person, how come you didn't know that he wasn't really saved? You must know. I can't, I can't spend one week with you and not know. Speak your Christianese all you like. Every time you see me, oh sister, God is good. Oh, we give God the praise. Oh, Jehovah. One day he will say, I'm the born again. You will just know this English is not correct. Something is not correct about how he's talking about God. You know his faith. Ah, you need to see my brothers. They will quote the scriptures for you. As I arrive, pastor. You know, you know, Abel, 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 when Abel was killed, his blood was crying out to the Lord. Just keep quiet because he will soon fall. Because he will soon mix the story of Abel with Isaac and I will catch him. But once he sees me, it's like he needs to display whatever he has read in scripture so far. And I just wait for him. Then I'll correct him. No, it's that one was not Abel, it's Isaac. They say, pastor, pastor. Now, in the same way, you are in a relationship with someone. It doesn't pay. It will not pay off at the end of the day that you are not even real to yourself. That will not enable you to know whether the person is real. But in your heart, you are looking for a real person. You know, I used to ask people, what makes you think God will take his cherished child and give to you fake? A lot of young men are saying they want to get married. So they are going to church to look for a good girl. When you are not a good man. You will meet your type. The one that also came to look for a good man. We meet the man that came to look for a good girl. And they will just discover outside that they are both not good people. In Jesus name. May God not allow you to collect our good sisters. Be 
because you must, you should be a good man if you want a good girl. Genuinely, seek God. You are not trying, He's not planning to change. But He just wants a good wife that will be staying in the house for Him. While He goes about what He's doing. No, God will give you your type. When you go, she will go. You people will meet at that place. My friend, what are you doing here? You, what are you doing here? And then you decide whether you will go home together or in separate vehicles. So, but I was talking about knowing who you are in a relationship with. You've spent a week, you've spent a month, you talk. You will know what are his values. What are her values? By the time you're discussing generally, you might be discussing even politics. The way you will see how he's passionate about certain things, you will know what's important to him. And those are the times you make your decisions. You don't overlook everything. Everything matters. You cannot afford to overlook it. Say, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He will change. You see, that change people talk about never really happens. What you see during courtship is what you end up with in marriage. So it's at that point you decide whether you want it or not. So it's important that when you are searching or making a decision, you decide for someone that genuinely loves God. I'll tell you why. If you marry a woman that genuinely loves God, or a man that genuinely loves God, you have hope. Because the fear of God will cause him or her to change anything that is not good. But when you get hooked to someone that has no value for God, doesn't really care. Have you seen the type that said, you, if you like, go and report me to your pastor, we beat you and your pastor. Yes, I, I've heard a young man say that. Because we're talking to his wife, say, what happened? Why didn't you come and report it? Say, ah, every time I say I'm going to tell pastor, say, go and tell pastor, I will beat you and your pastor, and you will go and live in that pastor's house. No value. No value for spiritual things. Your own don't finish. Because that type of person will kill you and not care. You must look out for someone that genuinely loves God. He might not be perfect. She might not be perfect. But has a genuine love for God. There is hope for growth. If he's taught right. Or she's taught right. There is hope. So it's important. We, we didn't say you should go for the one you don't like. or you know. But see. The brother or sister must genuinely love God. Must genuinely be interested in God. It's not the one that sends you to church and never goes to church. They will drop you. You say, no. Have you seen where you're asking sisters? Is he safe? Say it's a good man. Well done. Marry a good man. You will know what good men can do. As long as there is no fear of God, a good man overnight can become a bad man. He can be provoked. He can be compelled to do what he doesn't want to do. So that genuine love for God is important in making the decision. Whether male or female. The second very important thing is someone that has spiritual authority. Or that is under spiritual authority. Hey, that one is important. 
There are people that are not accountable to anybody. When you have people like our president, you are in trouble. He said it belongs to no one. Belong to someone. Be accountable to someone. When the person misbehaves, who will talk to him or her? Have you seen someone, people that don't listen to anybody? They tell you that they are their own boss. Nobody can decide for them. You marry such a person, you are doomed. No matter how cheerful the person is. No matter how generous the man is. If he's not under any spiritual authority, please don't go. They must be under spiritual authority. And for God's sake, this is the reason why truly, truly forgive me for saying this. But I encourage people to marry in their local assembly. You are here. You hear the word. It's blessing you. What stops you from looking out for the sister that is hearing what you are hearing? And respecting what you respect. Instead, you will go to the village. Because you are looking for the one that will kneel down and hold the wash hand basin. And then you wash your hand like a king. He said, no, no, no. All these city girls, all these city girls, their eyes don't tear. Bam, bring the one in the village. Give her time. Her eye go tear too. It's a matter of time. The eye will still tear in the city. All that one they are doing is that they have not seen anything. You leave the one that has been built. Has been taught the word over time. That the one that is excited at God's word, the way you are excited. And go and bring the one that, when you say it's Thursday service, now every time that they go to church for this potter He say, I beg, I won't cook today. And before you know what's happening, because you have to help and hold the child, you two will soon stop coming to church. And one thing will lead to the next. See, it's advisable. It happens on both sides. The ladies, the same thing, they go and find Spakoli somewhere and marry. And then suddenly... You pray in tongues. You start praying in the house. They say you are making noise. Can't somebody rest in their own house? Can't a man have peace in his house? You'll be wondering what happened. Because you prayed in tongues. Every time. Noise. But he came to church to find you. He doesn't believe what you believe. He doesn't honor what you honor. He doesn't celebrate what you celebrate. You say, oh, we need to sow seed. So we seed. There was a story of a man. His wife, believing God for the fruit of the womb, was in church. And man, the message ministered to her. She left her car and went home. Came home. A guy that doesn't go to church was in the house. Say, where is your car? She said she sowed it. Say, explain. How? She said she sowed it in church. He said the car, his car that he bought. He just dressed up. And went to the church. Come on, give me my car keys. Harassed the pastor and drove the car home. Say, what madness. Sold what? Sold what? The girl was so embarrassed. She was so embarrassed. But you know, that embarrassment, you signed up for it when you were marrying Spakoli. 
You left people that understood what you understand. And you went for the one that had a fine pocket outside. You were already signing up for such embarrassments. Abused her pastor very well. And collected the car keys and drove the car home. Everybody will be looking at her like that in church. Ah. Kai. Sorry. So it's important that the person you are getting married to is under spiritual authority. That is easier also when you have people that are in the same local assembly submitting to the same authority. It's easier for me to say, imagine I say, Miseke, I want to see you and Deacon Stanley. It's easy. And then you call. What happened? What did not happen? Are you happy? Are you not happy? Deacon, don't do like this. Chi, don't do like that. It's easy. You know these are people that will listen to you. And for that reason, it's easy for the marriage to blossom. Because they have where they are submitting to. They have who speaks over them. Who can instruct them. It's easy. But there are couples that you say, there's trouble in the house. You cannot call them because the man will not come. You cannot call them because the woman will not answer. You can't even visit the house for prophetic family visit because Oga will not welcome you. So they are stuck with their problems. Brethren, be wise. Hallelujah. In making decisions, in choosing your life partners, in searching for a wife, ensure that they are lovers of God and are under spiritual authority. It helps a great deal. We've not said be sure they are perfect. Perfection will be attained when these things are in place. We can say, oh, wife can come and say, my husband doesn't pray. Then you call for his attention. Why don't you pray? But if, if no one can call him, he will not change from praying or not praying. So every other thing can fall in line when their heart is open to God and when they are under spiritual authority. They can grow and you can grow together. Conflicts can be easily resolved. And progress will be made in the marriage. Hallelujah. So this is it from Proverbs, 30, um, 20, Proverbs 18, 22. He that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. Stop doing backyard, backyard arrangements. I was announcing to many brothers, bring your babe on 14th, I want to see them. And they were laughing. But I meant it. You should be bold. To say, pastor, see the girl I'm dating. It, it's important. Any girl that they are not willing to introduce you to pastor, they are not serious with you. Stop deceiving yourself. The man that is serious will tell pastor what he's doing. No matter how they've told you they will marry you. It's only when you are alone they are telling you they will marry you. They are not willing to tell a third party they will marry that girl then you are wasting your time. It will be better for you to end the relationship now and be heartbroken 
than to linger on and be heartbroken in the future. When they, you know, we have a policy in church. I'll end on this note. If you see a young lady you like, the policy is go and tell pastor first. Don't tell the girl. Tell pastor. And then when you have been given authorization to tell her, girl, you, when they come to tell you I love you, every time I see you, I don't sleep. Say I've heard you. I will get back to you. You will go back and say, Pastor, Emeka said he doesn't sleep every night because of me. It's not childish, let me tell you. That policy was put up to protect you. Because we have guys that tell five girls the same thing. They are keeping them in waiting. There are guys that are feeding on those girls. The girls are sustaining them. I'm not talking about unbelievers. In church, the girls are surviving them. So they are busy. They tell, they know what the woman wants to hear. And they are very generous with it. Have they told you that you have the finest eyes? You know, those things worry me. Well, God knows, God knows how He created all of us. Back in school, I got saved. And one day I was walking, I think I was walking from the library back to my room. And this young man followed me. Followed me. Excuse me, baby. Excuse me, please. Oh God. I wasn't really in the mood. But well, I said, okay, what, what is the matter? He said, do you know, do you know you are so beautiful? I said, I know. The guy was shocked at my response. I said, I know now. He looked at me like this. I said, anytime I look at the mirror, I like what I see. So I know. Now, that disarmed him. He couldn't go any further. Because the plan was to tell me how my eyelashes are going, then <laughs> I will shake. You tell me how straight my hand is, then I will melt. Then you tell me you have a chocolate complexion. Woo! Nonsense. I know. Babe, know that you are fine. You... If you are happy with what you see in the mirror, be satisfied. I don't understand why someone will tell you what you know and you are still shaking. I don't get it. Ah, your hair is so beautiful. Really? Really? And for that one comment, you have followed them to Kilimanjaro. Your hair is beautiful. Come, I will tell you your hair is beautiful, please. Come and meet me so I will tell you. And save your destiny. Really? Really? It's just a comment. You could say thank you. That's all. It shouldn't lead to any other thing. Oh, your eyes are lovely. Wow. I'm shocked you even noticed the eyes. There was a guy that one day told me about fingernails. I say, hey, fingernails too. How? How? You left face, left hand, leg is fingernails. Jeez. Guys can be mean sometimes, you know. Just for what they want. But be smart, ladies. Come on. If they say your fingernails are fine, just check it out. 
Okay, I really didn't notice that one. Thank you. What next? You know, start shaking. And then you will not sleep. The one that annoys me is when, when they show them on the bed. <laughs> and they're remembering what he said. Oh. See, listen, you should only feel that way when your own is telling you like that. Hallelujah. Not when any and anybody is saying, you have beautiful eyes, then you will not sleep in the night. Be dreaming. Really. That guy was so disappointed at me. I knew better. So I told him, I, I know. I like what I see in the mirror when I look at it. So I know. Don't worry about it. When I'm not interested in answering, I keep quiet. I had that one that followed me one day and followed me and were entering campus. He kept talking. And he was first with his friends. And I, I don't know what they agreed on. You know, guys are always betting. And he started following me. I didn't even have strength to talk that day. So I just kept quiet. He was talking and talking. I was just walking and walking. And he was talking, I was walking. At one point, he started begging me, shout for me now. You can just shout at me, that's okay. You can just push me, that's okay. Because his friends were busy laughing. At how I was ignoring him. So he, he started begging, just shout at me. Tell me, get out. That would be fine. <laughs> at that point, I started laughing. <laughs> you know, to them, it's a game. So don't be carried away by the game. Hallelujah. Stay focused. Know what you are looking for. Know what you want. Except you want to play. There are times we want to play too, you know. And they talk, you answer. They talk, you answer. But you already know you want to play. Hallelujah. So you don't get carried away. You know you want to play. You're fine. Wow. In your mind, you want to play with them. So they say, ah, and your hand is straight. Wow. You want to play. You are laughing. You are enjoying the joke. But if you know you cannot sustain it, don't play the rough play. It, it can be dangerous. You don't put your hand in fire to burn you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we wrap this up? Okay, let, let, let me talk a little. Is someone getting blessed? I like to talk from my heart when I come to these areas. It helps a great deal. Um, I decided I was going to conclude with sharing with us, um, especially those that are married, some very important things that their husbands will love them to know that they like. You know, and the wives also will, let, will love the husbands know what they want. So I titled it What Wives Wished Husbands Knew. And what husbands wished wives knew that they liked. Some of them you have heard, or most of them you have heard. But you permit me to just throw a little light on it. And even if you're not married, hearing these things, you automatically know them. And it will help you when the time comes. Um, before I list them out, one major source of conflict in homes is lack of understanding of personalities. A man is wired differently. A woman is wired differently. Amen? Have, have you wondered why your wife sometimes never sees things from your point of view? You know, 
If you're married, you know what I'm talking about. There are things you are trying to explain. You are arguing, arguing, arguing. No, 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 no. I don't think. See, he's supposed to apologize. And the husband is saying, I don't see anything wrong in that. Talk from now till tomorrow. He doesn't see anything wrong. And you are busy saying, no, that was wrong. That was wrong. You are supposed to say, I'm sorry. He said, that was not wrong. He said, that was wrong. That was not wrong. You will stay on that was wrong and that was not wrong. One week, you'll be quarreling that that was wrong and that was not wrong. So I found out that instead of trying to convince the other person to see things your way, you have to understand that he will never see it your way. And understand that she will never understand it the way you understand it. And when you choose to let go, peace will reign. Hallelujah. Because most times, conflict arises because we are trying to get them to, to understand it the way we understand it. Mm-mm. That's why it's a man, you are a woman. We are made differently. What matters to the man is not what matters to the woman. A man will say, if I come back from the office, you should greet me at the door. The woman says, whether at the door in the sitting room, what's the difference? As you came back, I greeted you. I was busy in the kitchen. But he is particular about the fact that you were at the door to say welcome. It means a whole lot of things to him. It means you missed him. It means you are eager to see him. It means that you respect him. It means you are his boss. I mean, he's your boss. But the woman is not thinking about all those things. She is busy in the kitchen. How she interprets boss is that the food is ready before you come. So she's busy in the kitchen making sure that the food is ready. And you, you are interested in her waiting at the door to greet you. Which one is more important? Now, if we go about it that way, there will always be conflict. So, the first thing here is understanding that a man is a man and not a woman. A woman is a woman and not a man. Give the man the privilege. He's a man. Let him think like a man. And choose to accept. That is, you see what we talked about love from the beginning? That love is commitment, decision making. You have to decide to accept his ideology or his point of view. I used to have that issue years ago. And we will be on the issue of no and not no. No and yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Hey, until he said, man thinks differently. Woman thinks differently. Don't try to make the man see it from a woman's point of view. He cannot see it because he's not a woman. And man, don't try to make the woman see it from your own point of view. It won't work. If you see us wives say, don't worry, I understand. It's not that we really understand. We just want peace to reign. So you might be talking and talking and say, yeah, I understand. It's all right. Don't worry. No problem. Go and ask her secretly. She didn't understand. In fact, she did not agree. But that peace might reign tonight. I, I, I understand. It's not stupidity. It's not pretense. It's wisdom. Because they say, I no go green, I no go green. I ain't a tear shirt. 
So just agree. What will happen if you agree? Every time I know agree, I know agree. Just decide. Say today I go agree. Anything you say, I agree. So you say, don't you think women, women are fish brain? Hmm. I agree. Say it's for peace to reign. At the end of the day, you will gain from that peace, women. Hallelujah. Allow him to think like the superstar. Don't argue. Because he will never understand. Neither will the woman ever understand why he's behaving the way he's behaving. So please, let's get that one off. So that we can focus on things that men want and things that women want. Because these are little, little things. Two days are not enough to settle marriage issues. Hallelujah. It's something that we should keep discussing and discussing. There are many things to learn concerning um, family and marriage and all of that. But as the opportunity presents itself, we will keep talking about it. So today, let it be said that every husband understand that your wife is a wife, is a woman. And let the women know that a man is a man. The way a man thinks is different from the way a woman thinks. The way a man analyzes is different from the way a woman analyzes. If you talk about finance, a woman is thinking of what she needs right now. The man is planning the money and thinking about the school fees he will pay in second term. He's thinking differently. Women might be thinking about what's urgent. No, I need a deep freezer. It's very, very important. No, 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 no. We cannot live without the deep freezer. But the man is not just thinking about buying a deep freezer. That deep freezer will consume more electricity. That deep freezer, ha. If we have deep freezer, they will be buying meat in bulk. They will buy chicken in bulk. Without deep freezer, we'll just be buying small, 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 small. See, he has thought further than you are thinking. That's the way a man is wired. But the woman just stops here. She just takes it that far. What is most important and most pressing, that's what she will deal with. So, you will forgive us women, and we will choose to forgive you men, and question God why he created us differently. But the truth is, a man thinks differently from the way a woman thinks. So don't go about fighting to make her see what you are seeing, because she will not see it. Don't go about fighting to make him see what you are saying, because he will not see it. Is that clear? Amen. While trying to write this down, I found out that what men want from women is more in number than what women want. I was listing, and I was able to list out for women just six things. And for men, there were ten. After men say women have wahala. Mm-mm. Men wahala no be here. Their trouble is plenty. But God has graced us to meet, match the trouble. Amen. And so I'll start with the women since it's shorter. In case we don't have enough time to exhaust the men, they will go home with the small one we have shared. So for the women, first and foremost, every woman wants security. Please take note of these things if you are a husband. And you will have a happier home. Every woman wants security. Financial security. 
You won't blame them. That's why they always, before they get married, they're thinking, how much do you have in your account? What can he buy? What doesn't he have? And all that. They need financial security. Now, the issue there is, if you understand that every woman wants financial security, you'll be considerate. Don't go talking like it, that she's, she's canal, she's vain. Don't mind that girl. Because, because I don't have anything. Why don't you have anything? Once my friend said in school, there was a cleaner that was in love with a medical student. So my friend, she was a medical student then too. When she heard about it, that's cleaner. And he was loving this medical student. She was angry. You needed to have seen the provocation. People were wondering, what's your own? She said, he's a wicked man. How can he love a medical student? A girl that has paid money. Do you know the school fees they've paid on her head? Do you know the books that they've bought for her? Everything in this life they've spent on her head. And it's what he wants. A cleaner. <laughs> what does he have to offer her? She was angry. He of him to look for the one that is his size. The one that he can maintain. He's busy loving someone that will become a doctor. Can he maintain her? If you see the quarrel that day, you think something has happened. But she was provoked at the fact that he's reaching out for what he cannot sustain. Then tomorrow now he will, he, he's the same person that will say, um, I know that, I know that I don't have anything, but is that why I should be looking down on me? Why didn't you go to the village and find the one that will value your cleaner job? It will not cause trouble. But you see, they now turn it around and make the woman feel guilty. We are not encouraging women to be materialistic. But please, every man should understand that every woman is, desires security. When you have that understanding, you will be considerate. You will work hard. You will give her hope. You will give her comfort. You know, you have to constantly remind her, I've not arrived, but I'm going somewhere. We're not saying that, oh, everything must be set from the beginning. But because you know that it's important, you have to console her and comfort her every day. As much as possible, keep her calm concerning that matter. She might be seen at school. You know, when we were in school, my, my classmates used to say, my, my, I think it was my lecturer that used to say, he'll be, she will, he will always tell the, the, the guys in the class, stop laughing with these girls, they are not your mates. But we were all age mates. But what was he trying to say? He said, these girls you are laughing with here, they are not your mates. Tomorrow they will marry governor and leave you behind. Tomorrow they will get married. Now because a woman is prone to getting married to anybody and her levels will just change overnight. So that she consider that it's you. Come on. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. Should have decided for someone else. So don't now start making the desire to have comfort look like a sin. It's not a sin. That you want to have a good car. Or live in a good house. Or eat good food. It's not a sin. They did not cause the woman that she, she will just die in poverty now. What happened? And she's seen her colleagues. They are, they are having a good life. You owe her the responsibility of comforting her from time to time. Telling her, don't worry to be well. Don't worry. You will be happily married to me. I'm working on it. That is all the woman wants. If you see, it doesn't take much to make a woman happy, really, truly speaking. 
If you know how to say the right things, a woman can hope. You've not seen women. They will hope for you more than you hope for yourself. So just give them something to hold on to. And your life is settled. When they are talking about you outside, you will see the support. But when you are not telling her anything, they are talking about you, she doesn't even know what to say. So every woman wants security. And every man owes his wife that. I didn't say you owe women on the road that. You owe your wife security. So if you are not yet there, be conscious of the fact that it matters. And constantly give her a reassurance that we are getting somewhere. Hallelujah. If you do that, that feeling of she's looking down on me won't be there. It won't be there. You might be trekking. She will happily trek with you. Because she knows that soon it will happen for you people. So it's not when you are, you are trekking and you are abusing her on top of the trekking. You know, it's just very annoying. It's sad. She, before she married you, she used to take drop No now. Be considerate. Pastors teaches us, say when you marry a wife, she should be better than how she used to be. It's your responsibility. Imagine that, that a girl was eating three square meals in her father's house. Now marries you and she's doing one zero one. It's not fair now. What do you call wickedness? It's that type of thing now. And you expect that she should be proud of it. And she shouldn't talk. She shouldn't talk. Can she cover her husband? And if you see the arrogance in their voice for the bad thing they are doing. The girl is trying. Tell her she's trying. From time to time, tell her, I, I don't worry. I know, I know that the sun is hot today. Don't worry. Give her hope. A beautiful car passes. Tell her, I will buy this car for you. Let her have hope. And that's what she needs from you. Hallelujah. So every woman needs that security. Every woman needs care. Every woman needs care. It, it, that one is basic. No, don't just say it to yourself. Know it. Every woman, every woman needs care. And there are different ways you can show care. I've seen husbands that never ask their wife, have you eaten? There was a husband that said, you, you, you don't ask your wife, have you eaten? He said, how will I ask her? She's not the one always in the kitchen. So you just assume that because she's in the kitchen, she's eating. Are you not thinking she's busy preparing your own food? And after preparing your food, she comes out, she has not eaten. And you never care to ask, have you eaten? But you want her to ask you in the morning, what will you eat? In the afternoon, what will you eat? In between meals, do you want to any other thing? They are the ones complaining. You have not even asked me what I will eat for dinner. But you didn't ask whether she has eaten breakfast. No, show care. Be concerned. She has not changed her hair. You don't care. You have not even checked. You didn't even notice. Every day she'll be scratching it in front of you. Scratching it, scratching it. Instead of you to say, you need to change this hair. You'll be the one showing her where the hairpin is. So she'll use and scratch it very fine. Show care. Be concerned. You know the anointing. Those husbands will not be the ones that are angry. When another man starts showing that woman care. They will be the ones at, maybe from a corner, they saw a man just helped her to arrange her hair. 
So wh- 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 why is that man touching you like that? Why did you not touch her like that? If you are touching her like that, anyhow they lie, let them touch her, it will not mean anything. You will not show care, but you are angry that somebody else is showing care. They bought her ice cream. You, you will interpret the world. Meanwhile, since she married you, ice cream, ice cream has become luxury. Ice cream. Please show your wife care. And there are different ways. You can devise your own means of showing care. It can be a phone call. It can be a massage. It's not stupidity. Have you seen our Nigerian men? They say that that's not an African thing. To help your wife massage her legs. It's not an African thing. But you, you want her to cut your nails. You keep it there and be turning remote. But it's not, it's, that one is an African thing. But your own is not an African thing. Please. Show care. It's a God thing. Hallelujah. It's not about Africa or America. It's a God thing. Show your wife care. We want to be loved. And the important thing, in fact, it's interesting when you care for your wife, now you go gain. Because she will pamper you very fine. That care you will reap, you will reap. You will not finish reaping from the care you showed. They say a woman, you know, how do they put it now? It's the thing you do during the day that you, you reap the harvest later. Show care. You'll be happy at the end of the day. After you'll be complaining. This woman, you don't even know how to be romantic. You don't even know how to be, you don't even, you have killed romance inside her. He's dead and buried. Because you never... Imagine that man that said, Hi! He was telling his friends, Hi, my wife was so good, I almost told her I love you. It's a foolish man. He said, he was like, I almost told her I love you. Ah! That means he doesn't tell her. <laughs> African man. That, that's the time. It's African mumu. It's, it's African mumu. It's not African man. So please show your wife care. Alright, there's this third one. Please, you know, they say women talk a lot, right? But let me tell you, we talk a lot because you hardly listen. So we are trying to get you to hear us. So we are still talking. We are still talking. If you are listening, the, the talking will reduce. Every woman wants to be heard. Just listen. You know, yesterday, after the program yesterday, um, a lovely couple sent me the 10 things they love about themselves. And the lady said, my husband is a good listener. I said, wow, your own don't better finish. Even if he's not going to do anything, listen. Let me even give you an idea, guys. Pretend to be listening. Even if you are really not listening, just form like you are listening. Just be nodding. You might be calculating the money in the office, but just be nodding. Just echo one line of what she said. And continue going. Because (laughs) they don't know whether you are hearing very well or not, but let them just talk. They need somewhere to empty what they want to say. So listen. Huh? Listen. It's important that you listen. When you come back and you tell them all your problems, you to hear their own. 
they also have things to say. Also, women want you to spend time with them. Hallelujah. Am I correct? Maybe not so much, but you can make out time. You can, you can plan it. You actually have a plan. Don't get too busy. The challenge we see happening today is where people are too busy with social media. And the people living with them don't even get attention. You are in the same house with someone, but you barely talk. Because all the time you're on Facebook, you are either WhatsApping or doing something. Some carry work home, so they are sending emails. So someone is physically with you, but is not with you. And that's sad. You get, you know, you don't know what is happening with the person. Somebody is hurting, you don't know. Someone, oh, what you come by, your wife say, ah, I cut my finger. You can't even remember hearing her say that. It's really sad when you don't listen or even make out time to spend with your spouse. Your bond will grow stronger when you spend time together. It's important. When you spend time together, you will strong, make your bond grow stronger. Show affection and also assist them at home. Those six things very quickly. Show affection. There are different ways to show affection. You know, affection is not ultimate. Affection is shown in different... You, you, holding someone's hand is showing affection. Have you seen couples in church? They never hold their hands. There are some people in this church. I've not seen the husband hold his wife's hand. In fact, you know how couples sit in church? You, you will never see how even lean on him small. For years. You can't even see the husband sit down and hold, hold her like that. Meanwhile, I watch, I watch some TV programs and they are in church. It's you that will be saying, leave her hand now. The hand is inside his own hand from beginning of service. They will even raise the hand like this to praise the Lord. <laughs> it's as if somebody else will collect the money, she removes her hand. But in Renaissance Assembly, I, I see some very awkward men, men. I call it awkward. What? You can't show love. You can, they can't even touch, touch, touch her small in public. Oh. Let, let, let's go. He's like, let's go. Every time in sign language. Let's go. No, now. It's not, no, now. It's not good. It's not good now. If you see her mayor now, hold her, you'll be angry. It's not good now. You understand what I'm saying? Then they are the ones complaining about another couple that are holding hands. Every time they'll be holding hands. Every time. Every... Jealousy is worrying you. It's of you to learn and be inspired. Hold her hand. It's affection. Affection is not only at 12 midnight. Hey, hold her hand. Hold her hand. Talk to her. Talk to her with a smile. It's not anytime they see people close by, you are shaking your head. <laughs> It's warning things, warning things. All the time. When are people just discussing lovingly? <laughs> and then somebody is just admiring you. You know, when I was young, there was this couple in my parents' church. I admired them. I said, when I grow up, eh, this is how I would be. 
Are there people in this church saying they will be like you when they grow up? That their marriage will be like your own. I hope so. I hope so. Or people are looking at you and say, I beg, she can't marriage with this. And they don't want that type. There are people that are married, you don't even know their husband is in this church. She will come from this side. He will come from that side. Just maybe because of the children, you know. Oh. <laughs> now this man give this girl belly. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> it, it didn't click before. <laughs> because there's no relationship. No boy is wrong. Hallelujah. That's why yesterday I said, ah, go and sit with your husband, sit with your wife. What's that? On the whole Valentine, love day, you are sitting there, wife is sitting there. What's wrong with you? How else will we do the love? You know, let that bond be there. It's not a crime to show love. No, it's not. Show affection. Show affection. We're not saying show it for two people, though. Let it first be real to you. And it will happen unconsciously. Hallelujah. It's not, you're not, you're not acting film for us. Because we're not giving our word to anybody. So, but practice to show love. Practice to show affection. Talk and hold hands. Talk and touch. That's why we, we, uh, uh, you know, counsel young men. When you're talking to girls, don't be holding their hands. So that you value what holding hand means. Somebody is talking to a girl, all these young guys now. Every time, every time, you are talking to the girl. You... What's that? Is it your wife? When you shake somebody, shake and remove your hand. But they will hold the hand like this. Leave the hand when it's not your wife. So that we learn from holding hands that is a show of affection. When we are holding hands and we are walking, you see a young man and a young woman, nothing in common, they are holding their hands, walking around everywhere, everywhere. When you now marry, what will you do? You have exhausted holding hands with a boy that you don't know. You will not value holding hands. It won't mean anything to you. So you must understand that there are different ways to show affection and exploit different ways to show affection. Um, I think, was it Dr. Creflo Dollar that said that his wife still makes him blush? He'll be preaching and she'll wink at him. I say, see case. He said, she will do it again and he will have to turn, some people don't understand, to put himself together. Because he'll be blushing. Imagine old Creflo Dollar and Taffy. They are still doing things like that. It's a show of affection. It's not the one you turn, you are boning. You continue the quarrel that was in the house. You continue it in church. Don't behave like that. Amen. Help me turn to your neighbor. Say, show affection when you get married. If you're already married, please show affection right now. Amen. Okay, please, we, we are out of time. But quickly, let me run through the what men want. I know, see how women are happy. Eh, you will hear your own now. Wait. Hallelujah. Every husband wants respect. That's number one. <laughs> Half of the problem when a man is complaining is respect. Everything for them is respect. You do not answer them well, it's respect. You do not arrange the food well, respect. 
they interpret everything in respect. So wives, please, give them respect. Package respect and give men. <laughs> and you will have peace. Now I say is respect. Now respect you find, you will see respect. <laughs> I will respect you, you will beg me. Honey, yes sir. <laughs> say, say what's all this, what's all this? Say it's respect. <laughs> so but men want respect. <laughs> but on this very serious note, don't joke with respect for your husbands. That one, you know, I was studying something and they said, it's like you destroy their soul when you rob them of respect. If any man feels disrespected by his wife, it's over. He doesn't make effort in any way to please her anymore. And you lose. So what will it cost you respecting them? And the anointing is that woman can respect the boss in the office and come to church and respect another woman's husband very well. But her husband is a riffraff. No, it's not supposed to be so. He might not have what others have. But you are the one that gives him value. That respect you give to your husband is what gives him self-confidence to step out even though he has nothing. So you must give them respect. Regardless of size, regardless of who they are, they might not speak the perfect English, but respect them like you will respect any other great man. Don't forget what we taught yesterday. It is as unto the Lord. He might not be respecting you. I've heard women say, Pastor, I cannot do that respect. He doesn't even respect me. No. It's not about him respecting you first. You so respect. Give it. Be generous with it. You will eventually reap respect. Because he will begin to look like a fool when he doesn't give you respect. Because everyone will be talking about how you respect him. So please, every woman, number one on their list is respect. And sometimes we don't even know when we disrespect them. I'm saying this openly. Many times women don't know when they disrespect. Disrespecting your husband is not that you abused him. So sometimes you're saying, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And he's saying I'm disrespectful. No, attitude can be disrespectful. You did not say it, you're stupid. You did not abuse him. But you were sluggish at responding. He said, come. And you felt, you know how women can behave. <sighs> with, with faith, so. Is it not you I'm coming? Am I not coming? <laughs> now, to her, she's responding. But no, the way you are responding is already showing disrespect. You expect that when he tells you something, or when you tell him something, he responds speedily. But they call you, or they ask you to do something, you do it at your own time, at your pace, and how you feel like it. For them, that is disrespect. So you must understand the things you do that are a sign of disrespect. And if your husband has complained, don't allow it to get out of hand. See that respect is important. 
And don't forget that it is as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. The next one is appreciation. Every husband wants appreciation. And I don't know why women don't even know this. Appreciate your husband. Thank him. You know, my kids do that a lot. You give them food. They finish eating. It's your right to feed them. But they don't forget to come and tell you, Mommy, thank you for that food. It was wonderful. Mommy, thank you for this. They can so thank you. You buy ice cream. Oh, they will not forget. Ice cream. Most children will run off. Ah, no. They come back. Daddy, thank you for giving mommy money to buy the ice cream. They will describe the whole situation. Mommy, thank you for buying it. Daddy, thank you for giving her money to buy it. (laughs) And you feel appreciated. So you don't feel robbed any day they ask for ice cream. You look forward to that appreciation. It's the same way a man feels. Especially a man that is providing for the home. It might be his responsibility, but it will not cost you anything to say thank you. Everyone seeks appreciation, even God. When you appreciate someone, you provoke them to do more. You must appreciate your husbands. Appreciate them for being there. I was talking to a woman, she was saying about, oh, how late her husband comes. What of the one that he doesn't return? So first thank him for coming, but at least after everything you will return. Instead of the fight. Because there are those that after everything they go from there. You will see them after two weeks. So but your own finishes and comes back by 11. Have you come back? Thank you that you came back today. (laughs) Don't fight. It's not easy, but try. (laughs) Remember it's as unto the Lord. (laughs) Thank him. The wife cooked. And, you know, the husband ate small. He said, is it that small thing we eat? What of the one that does not want to taste the food at all? So remember that for everything, there can be a worse situation. And just first say thank you for the one you have. Hallelujah. He might not be giving you two million. He's giving you two thousand. Say thank you. There are those that are not giving anything. So thank for the 2,000, then tomorrow 200,000 might come out. Show appreciation. And then thirdly, sing their praise. See, (laughs) men are full of ego. Feed it. Yes. Feed it. You see how someone will come and stand here and say, my husband is the best husband. He's the this husband. He's the that. One woman said, me, I cannot pretend all those things. Say, I beg, I cannot. No, try. We're not saying pretend. Yesterday, if you were in the meeting, I made a statement. Change your focus. Don't pretend and say what she's saying about her husband. Say it about your husband when that's not the case. No, but there is something about your husband that is good. Even if it's one, say it ten times. My husband, eh? My husband, eh? He's the type... If he goes out on the street, anything that he sees that I like, he will buy it. Maybe he will buy it and come back and abuse you and give it to you. But first appreciate that thing that he's doing that is good. It might be one. Sing his praise. I heard a man once say to me that what provokes men most of the time to look the other way 
you see, please let me say this. I think I will end on this note. I can't go to the 10 the men need. Time has gone. What girlfriends have understood that wives have not understood? Girlfriends have nothing to lose. So they just focus on praising Noga. That praise you are not giving. <laughs> There's a babe that will sing it. That's why I love you. You are too much. She knows this is not telling the truth. Oh. But she has understood the psychology of men. She has understood that's what they want. Now then they will release the money in their hand. Hey, you are too much. My sugar, sugar, honey, honey. Who is like you now? By the time they finish, he will become like a small boy. Just smiling. It's <laughs> very sheepishly. Say, how much did you ask for again? Then you go home and the wife is busy frowning. He wants to run back to that sugar, sugar. Honey, honey. Sweetie, sweetie. That has nothing at stake. And is just busy showering praises. Then he comes back to you again. You frown your face harder. Oh, you have pushed him away. He has gone. Men are in search of where they are celebrated. Child of God. Take a hold of your man. Celebrate him as much as you can. He is the king of your life. Hallelujah. Don't say, what is that? What is that? That's why even Sarah called Abraham Lord. It's the understanding of the position they occupy. Amen. We are out of time. Please, we will stop here. We can have great families. We can have great marriages. Amen. We will constantly make effort. That's the promise you must make yourself and your spouse. You constantly make effort to grow. You constantly make effort. Constantly. And you will make progress in Jesus' name. Let's rise up on our feet this evening. And just pray. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith faith org.